It's the old Doctor Who show, episode number 145. Moonbase. Go forward in all your beliefs and prove to me that I am not mistaken in mine. You couldn't control my mind before, and you certainly can't control it now. Would you like a jelly, baby? The TARDIS has been working properly and capable of many amazing things. The first polarity of the neutron flow is that the TARDIS will be free of the force field. Well, the TARDIS is more than a machine. It's a unity. It's like a person. Resulting reaction. Despite it. Welcome back to the old Doctor Who show, your classic tri-weekly Doctor Who review podcast. Scratch it, reverse it. I am talking into uh, my phone. That's held up on a tripod. Dan, how are you today? I, I was doing all right until we started this mess. Uh, <laughs> this is the Please check out the on worst. the show I, page on, on, the, on the website, and you'll see uh, some snapshots of Eric setting up a <laughs> tripod so he could record on his phone. <laughs> Folks, we have done 144 numbered episodes plus a few bonuses, and every time we start recording, it's, it's the- like the first time. It's the car is falling apart at this point. I have taped everything together. My microphone is just not working. None of the drivers, garage band, no track selected. Everything is working beautifully. Uh, But anyway, you're not here to hear about us complain about audio Well, this is the way to go out like a wounded beast. You know, wandering with through a the bang, woods. Not with a whimper. That's us. Yes. This is. Yes. Uh, yes. Yes. Here it comes. This so. is T.S. Eliot's favorite podcast about <laughs> 1970s uh, television well, well, series six, for children. This one's 60s. 60s in this, this case. 60s, 70s, 80s. This, this the whole gambit. Favorite. Hey, uh, Eric. Uh, yes? Yes? Why are we doing why this? Why are we doing <laughs> Uh, no, we know why we're doing this. We're doing this. We're supposed to be done. We were. We were done. Like, we, we did our here. time. We served our thing. We did it in the 30 days. We met all of the requirements Eric of and Brewster's I were Millions. hanging out on a beach, drinking pina coladas. Uh, we thought we were out of the life. And then all of a sudden, we got a, we got a message. We were sleeping with cocktail waitresses, <laughs> two at a time. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, we, we got roped back in. Roped. We thought we were done. We brought, uh, we got the moon base sent to us by, uh, Carrier Pigeon from a very nice listener. Thank you again, Who Carrier we Pigeon should listener. properly shout out again. Same listener that, uh, gave we're, us the... I don't remember if we actually said our listener's name. What was the other one? For, for the, for the, uh, for, uh, for the sake of, We did uh, say... Oh, okay, then Alex, hey, that Alex, thank you so much again for this. It worked yes, out beautifully. We did. So. We we left out Alex's last. Name. That's right, Alex, who helped um, us uh, with a perfectly legitimate copy of the Tenth Planet, um, also a perfectly legitimate copy of the Moon Base, which is today's episode. Yes. What we did, we just went over to Alex's mm-hmm. house and we sat there and we uh, we watched it together. In, uh, together. Yeah. It wasn't and it public. was weird because there was just Cybermen merchandise everywhere. 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 Um, yeah, because they're both Cybermen uh, episodes. C- Cybermans. Dan, this is very weird. I'm getting very uncomfortable because, like, there's a... I get claustrophobic anyway, and I'm near this tripod, and I keep looking, and it's, like, looming over me. It's just, like, a reminder of my own failures. Yep. This, uh... No, that's, uh, it's a perfect metaphor. So I don't know how it sounds. I don't know how it's going to sound. Like, am I supposed to be angling my face towards it? Nobody knows. Dan, I went to see Suspiria... The 1977 uh, Dario Argento film uh-huh. in 4K. Whoa. Just this past uh, weekend. Midnight show. I'm very tired all the time. <laughs> so that was hard. Still tired. That was definitely it. hard. Have you ever seen Suspiria, nope, Dan? Nope, 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 nope. Oh, my God. It's a beautiful masterpiece. It is such a great... It's a well, To give you some background, it is a horror film. Uh, it's part of the... Um, you know, that, that run of Italian horror films, yes. uh, Giallos, is sort of that subgenre. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, Dario Argento, it's one of the most beautiful films you've ever seen. I, I had seen it, yes, I had seen it on VHS in high school, and then I think I had seen it years later. But seeing it in, in 4K on this movie screen, I was seeing details that I have never seen before. Was it shot in like a really wide are, aspect ratio, like a cinema scope or a really wide? That. And he every part of the frame he's he's working with the colors are so vibrant and mm-hmm. interesting. 
And you could see right away, like, I don't know for a fact that Lynch was influenced by him, but you can see so much of that. There's like scenes with blue drapes and very weird. And he's a very like um, intuitive, like dream logic type mm. film director, um, you know, with his other work as well. It was so good. But what was not good are people. Like, if I just need to get rid of people, like, mm -hmm. it's a great theater, it was fun to see it, I went with a friend, and behind me there was just, like, these dudes just laughing at the wrong parts, and just were clearly high or drunk or whatever, and then there was a guy in front of us that was, like, a big fella, he's a big guy, <laughs> my friend was like, something's going on with that guy, and we look over, and he was asleep. And kind of like, <laughs> and then we just start twitching, and then fall back asleep, and then he go, <laughs> and then just <laughs> coughing, and I realize I have been contaminated. Clearly, this is patient zero on the next strain, which is going to be a vicious. So if I start to break down, like my body starts to break down, or if I start like knocking things over. <laughs> Uh, call the police. Tell my uh, wife have and me kids put I down. love them and put me down. Uh, yeah. yeah, but no, next I... month, so every month they're doing this. Last month was Evil Dead 2. Nice. This month was Suspiria. Uh, you know what next month no, is? No, I don't. Eraserhead. Ooh. So I can see Eraserhead oh, I... on the big there, screen, there. and supposedly they're going to play some of the there. Lynch shorts. It's very exciting. I've never seen it. We have to talk about Doctor Who? I've never seen Eraserhead. Oh, you should I've, watch I it. Know, it's on. I love um, it. I've just never. That's not. You don't need to be ashamed of that, no, man. I, I, there's so a many, lot of people haven't. There's seen so many it. other things you should be ashamed about. Not that. <laughs> uh, it's on HBO Max. Is it? For oh, anyone. Okay. I should just watch. It, it has been. I don't know if it still is, but I'm pretty sure because it's part of their Criterion collection, mm. and they have some Criterion movies, but not all. Gotta uh, watch it I while love... it's still HBO Max before it turns into Max, and then we just can't. I gotta say, it. go find find your way to see Suspiria. Okay. It will change. And, like, you think about 1977, and you can see, like, an influence on The Shining. And, like, obviously Kubrick's shooting a certain way, and he always has. But these, they have to be watching what was going on hmm. with, uh, with Dario. And Mario Bava, if you want to go earlier than that, his work is great. So why don't we turn this into a Giallo podcast <laughs> where we go That's through great. and we watch the... <laughs> Uh, no, we're here to talk about something else. So Dan, speaking of like beautiful direction and uh, color yes. choices and dream yes, logic. Yes, <laughs> yes, let's, yes. Let's talk about uh, the classic Doctor Who episode. Uh, the Moon All right, Base. we can jump right into let's it. Do it. Let's we can just, jump right into in. Moon Base. Hit that button. Let's do it. Whoopie, whoopie, just as I thought. A large neurotropic virus. What, like the space plague? No. It's a large infective agent that only attacks the nerves. That's why the patients have got these lines on their faces and their hands. It follows the course of the nerves under the skin. That's all very well, but how did it get in here? Oh, it is the Cybermen. I believe they have deliberately infected the base. But my men have searched every square inch of the base. There's no space to hide a cat, let alone a Cyberman. Anyhow, how did they get in? What is it? You say you searched all the base? Yes. What of it? Every nook and cranny? Yes. No chance of anyone hiding anywhere? None whatever. Did your men search in here? Well... Did they? Well, there were always people in here, so they probably... Did they search in here? No. This is the moon base. Dan, Dan. There. This is the moon base. You know what? You know that? It's the sixth serial of the fourth season, lucky number four. Uh, from science fiction show, Doctor Who. Uh, this is a four-parter, but we only get two parts. And you know what? I'll talk about that a little bit later. It's a big kick in the teeth. Uh, uh, but fine. It's, it's half of it's animated. Uh, in it, uh, Patrick Troughton, uh, the second Doctor, his three brand-new friends, or maybe not brand-new, one of them's new, so new-ish, uh, Jamie, and uh, you've got Ben and Polly, and they're trying to go to Mars? For some reason, but they end up on the moon where there's a bunch of scientists and they're at the moon base and they're controlling the weather with their you know, Gravitron weapon for so 
people can grow the crops, something like that. Uh, and then the Cybermen have decided to destroy the Earth for unknown reasons. And, uh, you know, some excitement ensues. Uh, this was written by uh, Kit Peddler, uh, unfortunately. And, no, not unfortunately. Not, nothing against Kit Peddler as a writer. I just keep always thinking that it is a crime uh, of a, of you a have kit to license to... can't get that's my, that's on me yeah. right that's not his fault uh that's on that's me his and my childish fault. brain and this was directed by morris barry of the barrytown morrises uh dan what did you think of the moon base uh that was a lot. That was a lot to get out of. That, out of me. I'm exhausted just listening to it. I'm very tired of even um, saying it. Eric, this is the yeah. second uh, Cyberman story that we watched in a row uh, of this era. Oh, yeah. Eric's just—you guys, you can't see. <laughs> He's done. He's chillaxing now. Full on early 2000s chillaxing. Um, Eric, this was uh, it was the, the second Cyberman story that we watched in a row uh, of the yep, of, the, of the old era. So I think this might is this the second appearance of the Cybermen? Uh, it is. In, in the it is the okay. second appearance, of, and we yeah we just watched the town. Um, well, their first is, appearance, is, and and they change they change referenced the costume design changes reference in the story that that mm-hmm. the, that the the Cybermen did exist, but they were destroyed ages ago which is uh you know about right. 84 years ago i think so this is 2070 that we're starting this episode and 10th planet was 1986 so yeah they've been gone for decades which explains hey while they were out they they did a little glow up they got a little uh redesign mm-hmm. for their for their uh their uniforms um eric what did i think of the story yep. overall i, what do you I think? really enjoyed what do you it think? i thought it was a it was a good story um mm-hmm. uh the animations we should we'll talk about separately but the animations i thought were very good. I don't think they were distracting. I thought it was a really uh, excellent use of the animation. Um, I think the... I really enjoyed Troughton's performance in this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I thought he was just wonderful. Um, and uh, Having three companions, I, I believe that it wasn't really necessarily intended to have three, so that's why Jamie's like in, the, uh, in a bed for uh, most of the story. Uh, but I think having the three companions, they were all great. I really, the more I see Ben and Polly, I really like them a lot. Um, it was claustrophobic. It was kind of got that horror vibe going on. Um, and it was also incredibly silly at times, too. So it che- yeah. kind of checked all the boxes for me. Um, but that's enough about me, Eric. What did you think of this story? Uh, I also liked it a lot. Huh. I thought this was a very good story. Mm-hmm. It's a very simple yes. story, right? Like Which I it's think like helps there's it. not a lot of complexity to it. It's like they removed some of the more annoying tropes that you get. Like they land, the doctor and his companions land on the moon base, and they don't bother with that. You're not. You're the enemy, kind of thing, and then they got to earn the trust of the. They only do it's a like almost immediate. Yeah. they do a little of it, but it's almost immediate. Like, okay, we're all cool. Let's just figure out what the problem is yep. and and solve it. I liked Troughton a lot. Um, Polly, ha- it was more interesting this time than last time. They still make her make coffee. <laughs> that uh, happens again. I'm like, did did they do that literally last time? Yes. Uh, so she's making coffee. Although this. The coffee is part of the plot with the, sh- the problems in the sugar. The and, sugar and is the, the problem. Uh, the, the tray is used the to seal up, a, seal up the window. So, like, Polly, God bless her. But then I'll also yeah. say they made Ben go clear up coffee cups. So, you know, it was equal opportunity. Ben does his work. I don't love Ben maybe as much as you do. Or not that you love, love Ben, ben. but, like, I he still him. doesn't seem like... All that interesting to me, and even Polly for that matter. I'm glad she's got a little bit more things to do. She's not, liter- you know, just getting coffee. She's also told at one point that this is men's work. Uh-huh. Um, so there's a lot of that. But then she, uh, does she is fine. listen. Jamie, no, no. Jamie uh, hardly knew you. Uh, he's immediately hit in the head so off off panel or off. Off uh, panel says the comic book writer. You know, yeah, they're they're like bouncing. They have like that, and I would have. Here, let's talk about the animation. Yeah, go for it. Animation is fine. Oh, I thought it was more than fine. Uh, I it was great. It, I don't... I hate it. The, not, I don't hate the animation. I The things that, that I like so much about Doctor Who is the set design and the acting mm-hmm. and the way that they take these high-concept ideas and how they use them and the materials that they had with the budgets that they have. Mm-hmm. And all of that charm is gone for me. Yeah. 
with the animation. And, you know, I would have loved to have seen <laughs> how dumb the bouncing was uh, and how they did Jamie flying away. And what happened? How never does Jamie say. get hurt? Did he land on his head? I don't know how he got knocked out. But there's really, like, it's not like he's going to come crashing to the earth or the moon because, like, you're floating. Yeah, I, anyway, I I, you know, clearly, like you said, it seemed like, oh, they wrote this for two companions. And now they have to, because Jamie's a relatively new companion, so this is probably an older script or whatever. And they just had to put him in a bed, literally, for, like, three episodes. It's really weird. And just every once in a while is just waking up with his dream scares about like I'm in the bad place or the the unicorn man's coming. It's not the unicorn <laughs> no, it was man. The unicorn. It's the wicker man. <laughs> the wicker Please. man's coming. It was uh, uh, yeah, the, the piper. The, but yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. The cat and, and even like the characters themselves aren't super interesting. Save like the main guy, the main scientist guy. At least he had some. You know, he sort of had a personality. There's not a lot of it's a bit of lacking of personalities. I think on the staff. I can't really like nobody jumped out as like well, oh that guy was great or that girl was great or the whatever. The only two like, that really whatever. had anything that meaningful to do was uh, uh, the French guy who you could tell was French because he was yeah. wearing a neck kerchief. <laughs> so, yeah, and he had that uh, uh, French bread sticking out of his back yep, pocket. He was smoking and, uh, a cigarette the, the entire time and uh, hitting on all the ladies. <laughs> and then there was the uh, the the Dane, the Mad Dane Nils, who in the animation, uh, I think they. <laughs> They just put in David Hasselhoff. It was great. Like, ah, Nils looks enough like it. We, we got all these pictures of Hasselhoff that we've already drawn. Can we just shove it in? Um, I love it. Those. Yeah, cause, and you come off from the same, like the previous story that we did, this previous Cyberman story. I don't remember how many are in between. It's but it's the same kind of story, right? Mm-hmm. You have like this international group of people. Like you had the Italian guy that was like uh, Tex Avering his eyes out with the his pinups pin on the wall, on the wall yep. and now you just switch it for you know another international space station yeah. crew but that was cool yep. and the business of them like talking to earth or whatever and like you know forcing them to do this gravitron because of like the farmers and all of that stuff like that was sort of interesting mm-hmm, mm-hmm. stuff happening um and it was simple, you know, it was like, I was like, oh, I, I kind of liked it. I liked how they shot it. I liked how it was directed. And I liked the mystery aspect of it yeah. about the disease and not knowing what it was. And all of that was cool. Like you said, I thought Troughton was great in it. The hats were super dumb uh, when they have to wear like those oh. hats when they were in that computer go, room go or the generator the room yeah, or whatever. I, I, that was... To protect them from the sound waves or something? I don't yeah. know. It was just it it was really, really fun. It was a little wonky. Yeah. Um, but I liked it. Like, overall, it was like, I actually really enjoyed the story. I enjoyed it a lot more than I enjoyed Tenth Planet. I did as well. I um, a lot more, too. And I think that's because it was simpler. Uh, maybe a little too simple in that I don't know what the Cybermen's plans are other than humans are a threat, so we'll kill all humans. Was, was that all of it? Yeah, it was very much it? like, let's just destroy the Earth thing and and i guess right. that was because that's fine i mean i could read into it is it like revenge for what happened in the 10th planet i don't know why they decided that maybe it's it's not said really or elaborated on it, but it doesn't really matter either i like the design i like the new design of the cybermen yeah me too uh i like seeing like the being able to see the, the evolution like the progression mm-hmm. and the evolution of it and it all makes sense because they're a technical based species yep. you know so like yeah ever the, increasing the upgrading in mm-hmm. yeah all that stuff was cool i don't know it was fun i liked uh i liked the that this the the nerve ending disease and the animating the i thought that was really effective sick people so when we first see cool. the the infection um we see it in one of the animated episodes and it has like the black lines going through their skin mm-hmm. i was like oh that looks really cool i wonder what it's like in the actual you know, recorded version of it, like because in the animation it looks awesome. Then we see it later in a in a uh, an existing recorded episode, and it yeah, looked really good episode. there too. It was actually like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure it was a very simple effect, but whatever, however they did it, was very effective. I really enjoyed that. Right. So the ones that are missing are the first episode and the third episode. Right. So they must so have alternated. put even evens whatever. But I found like. It was like, okay, watching the animated version. But then once you watch the second version and you see the characters and you see the actors, it just comes to life. It comes to life. 
Like, especially, like, the main guy running the show, like, I miss all of that. That's why, you know, people have said, like, we can review all these other ones that are mostly I, animated. Mm-hmm. And I just don't... Half is... I feel like half is the most. Too much is yeah, lost. Yeah. I totally agree. Like, so I will say with some of the other animation, it feels a little bit like... And this is not to put down the animators. It is, I think, a choice in the way that they decided to do it. And, you know, obviously, I'm sure budget came into a effect there but it felt a little bit like drawings that are almost like um paper dolls and you just kind of move them along it didn't yeah it's very stilted this i actually felt like was a lot more alive for lack of a better term like there was some animation and i wonder if they if they actually took existing footage from other episodes and just kind of almost rotoscoped it but that's kind of what it felt like um it felt like there were certain scenes where the cybermen are on the moon outside the base and they're walking, and it felt like a rotoscope, like someone hand-animated on top of existing uh, film. So it felt much more alive. Now, the, yeah. but then the, the actors' faces, and you miss all of that for a lot of it. So a lot of it felt like the traditional, like we've seen before, some of the other animation, but some of it just felt a lot more engaging. Um, and I don't know what the t- difference is, what the technique was, but it, it, it was good. Um, so, yeah, I mean, if we can just, we can go through some of this, Briefly, but run yeah. through it. It's so short. It yeah, really we can, was. We it, can run through it. It felt like a, a short and sweet one. I thought what, what, Even what was funny four. is the way that these earlier uh, seasons of the show they they kind of carry over so much. So you you know you get the cliffhanger at the very end of the story, then the next story picks up right after that. So it, in this one, we start and they're all in this like is Polly wearing? It looks like a mermaid's costume, and Ben's wearing like a wetsuit. It was like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, so, and because the previous one yeah. was Underwater, underwater Menace, Menace, right? Which I know people had wanted us to see, but I think that's also another one where it's mostly missing, right? Yeah, yeah. But it was just, it was just fun to see. Like, all right, so Ben's just a scuba enthusiast. Let's just, let's just go. So they, <laughs> they, they, uh, we start there. Uh, Jamie, I guess, had just been picked up uh, two episodes prior to this with the Highlander, which I, we did not see. Um, no. So we got them, the three of them together. They go out and start bouncing around. The sound effect when they're bouncing on the moon is just so silly. Especially, I, I don't remember yeah. if they actually did it so much when they're bouncing on the moon. At the end, when the cybermen go floating off the surface of the moon, it's just so silly and undercuts the drama of it because they're just, right. just floating away. Uh, but super fun anyway. Um, just to see them kind of bouncing around and having fun was actually uh, really cool. Again, no idea how Jamie got hurt, but because that happens off screen, it would have no, been. No, it's so silly. If- that whole thing is silly. Like they're all having fun, and then you just see him float overhead, Bye. and then nothing. nothing. And then all of a sudden, you're like inside, and they're like, our friends got hurt, and now he's unconscious. Right. So they bring them in and they put him in the sick ward with all the other people that are infected. Right. Just, Doesn't just seem that like one smartest room move where the- if you don't know if it's an airborne transmitted disease. Right. There. Right. Putting him in the sick bed, but, and everyone just yeah. kind of hang out together and keep each other getting sick. Uh, mm-hmm. They, they uh, apparently get, get you know, went through decontamination coming through, so maybe they're all right, but who knows? Um, so they're kind of put to work right away. I, I thought it was really fun. I, I wish I'm guessing it came from the the actual recorded version of it, but Ben goes to help um, one of the uh, the uh, scientists working on the ship ralph goes to the storeroom to help him get some stuff so he's like how can i be put to use okay go find ralph um he's in the storeroom. ralph is there in a in a (laughs) dimly lit storeroom looking at different uh, materials looking at his checklist and there's one scene where like you see a shadow cross over him and it's clear that the shadow of a cyberman um i don't know if that was actually like shot that way but i thought that was actually really effective like we knew there was a sound in the beginning cool. but it was like oh this is really creepy but it ended up turning out like hey, ben was coming in but there actually was a cyber it was like this misdirection that misdirected again um poor ralph r.i.p we miss you we barely knew you well, we hardly knew him we hardly knew him yeah all of the tent it, it had a lot of great like tense moments yeah. and weird situations and the people missing from the beds and even the stuff with polly and you know they're coming. The Cybermen are coming in for her, and all of that stuff was good. I thought it was a very well-paced story, too, um, the way they built all that stuff up. And yeah. seeing the Cybermen walking, you know, towards that whole group of Cybermen walking on the moon, like, all of that stuff was really kind of cool. Yeah, absolutely. And then so I was down with it. We do get to see the new Cybermen design pretty pretty quickly in this story. Um, Gun is the big, like, disc 
piece on top of their head. It's a lot more streamlined. Mm-hmm. The the face doesn't look so and much. And you don't have like the face. Yeah, you don't have like that human. Sock puppet. As much human, humanity. Sock puppet. Although that has its charm yeah. too. Like that is, that's almost like, I don't want to say better, but like creepier in a way mm-hmm. that that they they lost that bit of it. But I get why. Yeah. It's much more of a machine now than a, than a guy in a uh, you know, like a member of Devo or something. Right, right. It just, it feels, it does feel updated and, and more, and it's it's trending towards what we later know as the Cybermen, but I, I kind of like this more than the current incarnation of the Cybermen, which feels just very robotic and bulky and militarized, and this just feels much, I don't know. Anyway, eh, it's great. So, um, let's see. Yeah, so they get there, and then there's like, you talked about the, you know, necessity of cleanliness and like the doctor's like, my TARDIS is plenty clean. And you find out about this virus that's going around. It's killed their first or not killed their first doctor. It's incapacitated. None of the people are dead, right? They're all capacitated and and sort of in a a coma-like setting. And then the doctor is tasked with uh, helping. And then he reveals that he is a medical doctor but he oh, yeah. learned it in the 1800s. Yep. Which is, and there's that funny scene with the doctor and Polly where she's sort of like trying to, to say, maybe there's been some development since the 1800s. And he's sort of like, that whole scene was kind of funny. I, I enjoyed it. But um, yeah, that was really, it was great. We haven't really talked about the doctor being a doctor, although I'm sure it's come up before, like, this whole idea of him studying the medicine in the 1800s was was an interesting little yeah i i like that as well I mean, it was it was funny yeah like it was 1888 or whatever it was um but there <laughs> he says the doctor says uh polly says listen are you really a medical doctor the doctor says yes i think i was once polly i i think i took a degree in glasgow 1888 so what i thought was interesting about this is we're still pretty early in the run of a new Doctor. This is still a new mm-hmm. thing to the story that the Doctor regenerates and has previous incarnations. I don't know because we're not seeing this in order, obviously, and some of the things we have seen is a long time ago for us. So I, this is all speculation because I have the memory of a freaking gnat. But um, it almost feels like they're starting to hint at, well, if this Doctor can uh, regenerate into the second Doctor, maybe there are previous ones before. So when he says, I think I was once... Right. I wasn't reading it as like, oh, I've just had such a, you know, it was such a long time ago. It, to me, it, it reads, maybe this is from my vantage point. No, I, I had the same like, thing. Oh, that, maybe, that it maybe it was other incarnation lives. of the Doctor yeah. that once did that, which I thought was really cool. I think it was uh, just a, a fun idea that they're starting to introduce that here, if that's what they're actually trying to do and not just be reading into it. <laughs> no, no, I think you're right. I mean, at, le- at least that's the, that was the impression I got, yeah. um, that there's so much more to him and so many more timelines or years at least uh well and that's the way it is with the show right i mean hartnell in in an earthly child has already been traveling before Mm -hmm. earth as well we don't know for how long at that Um, point no so it certainly could have been you know earlier in his life and now he's two or two bodies away but yeah i i i I agree with you it felt like oh this is like oh who knows how much many other forms this doctor has taken so speaking of the doctor like tell me what you thought about phantom Tr- piper t- tell me tell, oh, tell me yep. tell me what you thought about the uh, trouton's portrayal <laughs> in this one he was good i think he was good i didn't have any issues with him i actually really liked his like pretending he knew what he was doing mm. and then telling polly on the side like i got no idea what i'm doing right um, but we got to buy some more time so i he was cool and that he didn't really do any of the whiny stuff that always sort of detracts i think from your enjoyment yeah for, or for me like my own personal thing i'm like oh, okay we're ready right uh, but no i thought he was great i i liked his his whole his whole portrayal yeah i thought it was good I, I i enjoyed it very much too i thought it was fun and light without being silly um competent yeah. without being uh like this the first doctor could be very hyper competent or at least uh, very self-assured to the point where he's just mean to other people because he's so focused on what he's doing. He had none of that. So it was, I think, a really good blend he, of this between the first Doctor and where the second Doctor's persona ends up later. 
it was a, it felt yeah. like a transition period and it actually felt like a sweet spot to me maybe it could have been a little maybe it's the story is a little it's bit not... more of a of a of a tense story so it didn't really warrant a lot of the humor that he later brings to it yeah it the, le- good, the, the levity yeah. and stuff doesn't like his mischievous nature yeah. and the like whistle it the whistle like the, more the clowny without being stuff. overly campy and silly right. though like it was good i i really really enjoyed his recorder this. he also for it's whatever reason looked so much younger in this story than i've seen there than the last one then then other times that we've seen him uh which are obviously the much later stories but it's only a couple of years difference it's he because he looks, was animated oh is that what it is it looks so smooth <laughs> yeah. i couldn't even see his pores no uh uh, Troughton was 47 at the time of making this. Really? That is a, that is a hard 47, I will say. It's a, it's a, a difficult 47. Um, but no, I think he just, he, he looks younger and more refreshed. I think, I guess that playing this role takes it out of you. Um, but anyway, yes. Um, well, this is only his, what, like third story? Uh, it's more than, it's somewhere around, uh, people are screaming at their, um, their computer machines. I don't remember. Tenth, one, tenth two, planet was his first one, this is right? The fourth full one. Uh, he appeared in the tenth planet. Then there's Power of the Daleks, the Highlander. Okay, the water so this Madison, is like Moonbase. the fifth. So, so yeah, this fourth is the or fourth, fifth? fourth full one, fifth okay. appearance, um, which is great. Thank you, Internet. Um, so that was cool. Uh, so they got Jamie two episodes prior to this. Uh, anyway, so we got all that. The Cyberman's voice. Um, he doesn't have the sing songiness that we saw in the. No, it's planet. better. It's so much. It's better. creepier too. It sounds it's, to I me feel like very it's creepier. Much, it's more threatening. I thought it's more I thought interesting. It very hard to understand, to be honest. Yeah, a little bit. Um, the sing songiness was annoying, but easier to understand. This was just scarier but harder. It sounded like those um, old voice boxes for people with uh, tracheotomies that you just hold up mm-hmm. to. That's just all it sounded like. So there was no inflection. Um, some of the enunciation, some letters didn't really, I couldn't hear G's or something. There's some things were hard to understand. So I had to read the transcript at the same time for some of it. But anyway, I thought it was really good. Thank goodness for getting rid of that voice from before. It was kind of interesting in the 10th planet, but it got grating really quickly. This just worked a lot better to me. Um, it was good. I agree. So Polly saves the day, uh, even though it's it's... <laughs> They say it's man's work, and she says, I'm not going to listen to you, and just decides to help him anyway. Uh, but she puts together what some of our listeners have called the poly cocktail. Um, they realize, hey, this, this unit on their chest is all of their internal organs that have been replaced yeah. on the outside. <laughs> and it's not metal. It's some sort of plastic. And Polly just happened to be doing right. her nails. She was checking her nails. Right. It's just the, like, what's the, yeah, exactly. I know what's going on here. So she's going to use nail polish remover on them. They don't know if it's going to be the right type, so they just take every solvent they have and put them together. Kids, yeah, just give me here's some what you should do. Them. Here's a fun rainy day activity, kids. <laughs> Go underneath your sink, find every cleaner you have, and put them into just a mix jar. Them. Just mix them together. Yeah. Do it it's awesome. A, it makes you feel great. Do it in a really enclosed space when your parents aren't home. Don't do any of that. That was terrible. It's just, what are they doing? They're putting together every solvent they can find. It's like, it's going to be okay. We'll just put it into this little spray bottle, and we shouldn't have a problem. But... Polly saves the day. They got the Polly cocktail. She saved it. She figured it out. I would she like also, seen... you know, gave people sugar, but she didn't know. Well, she didn't know until the, she didn't know the, the sugar the doctor was poison. Smacks it out of uh, the commander's head, <laughs> which was pretty crazy. He's about to drink it, just like whack right away. Uh, pretty fun. So like, they do that thing where the doctor makes these crazy intuitive leaps that are not at all justified to the audience. Somehow he just like put the pieces together in that moment. That's like, yeah. oh, people, some people take sugar and some don't. And that was, but it was fun. It was a, it was a interesting. It was enough because like they had at least shown like he checked everything and was clean. Like yeah. I've looked under the couch cushions. <laughs> I've tested everything and there was nothing, nothing. left. Nothing. But he didn't test any of the food, I guess, or guess any not. of that stuff. And then it was funny. The, the clearly, it was bad a, sugar. They tunneled. Into How'd they this... get the bad sugar? I, did I miss that part? So, so they they had that. The Cybermans uh, tunneled into the base and broke through a wall that was in the storeroom, and mm-hmm. they didn't. The way that they said it was weird. It was almost as though it, they coincidentally. That this is not the case. I can't be the case. But almost right. as though they coincidentally contaminated the sugar. It was like. We broke in through your storeroom, and I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. They broke in through the storeroom, had a big hole there uh, that they then contaminated the sugar with a virus that allows them to then control 
humans control. remotely uh, with their sonic. It was was a sonic control of some sort. Um, no, which know. is fun. But so, it's an idea that they run with like Cybermen controlling humans. Yeah. Would without them being a fully. Thing. Well, that's a converted. thing for so many of these things. Yeah, but without them. I mean, being how many? Right. How many of these Doctor Who villains can't control a person? Yeah, they can all control people. Now. Right. Big, big fear of getting uh, mind controlled. Daleks have done it. The Master the loves master to all do it. It's his favorite thing. That's his. It's his jam. Yeah. Or make you make you tiny. <laughs> Just a It'll make you tiny. Um, so yes, yeah, so they got the gravitron. It's uh, yep. the the Cybermen want to destroy the Earth by wrecking their their gravitron control and it's going to cause all the storms to go crazy and flood places and apparently there's tight geopolitics going on where it took a lot of negotiation to figure out what the weather patterns would be so things just go all kablooey all over the place um but it ends up they they are able to use the gravitron on the moon to then attack the cybermen who are trying to break in they had hordes of cybermen coming at them they had reinforcements flying in okay here's the this was not great the, the flying saucers that come in, which just look like your traditional flying saucers. There's no real special yeah. design to it. It just looks like your stereotypical flying the saucers. cyber ships. Flying in on clearly visible wires on those models. Mm -hmm. I liked a lot of the model work. I like I tend to think like in this era, it works very effectively. The black and white and the low quality of the film helps sell it. But uh, in this case, every time you saw a cyber ship flying in, you saw the wires it was coming in on. So that would have been a nice, uh, would have been better for the animation, I think. Um, yeah. But yeah, so they, they use the Gravitron beam. They're able to angle it back towards the surface of the moon, and they zap all of the Cybermen and their vehicles, and they go floating off into space with the silliest, silliest little sound it, effect. Very sad. What did you think of, the, of, very of the, sad. Uh, this as an ending to the story? Oh, it's fine. It's fine. Because they had this, it was, it was, this tension of like, well, we can't get it to work because the angle won't work. So there's this this like three or four minutes of like, we can't get it to work where they just had to like flip a switch. It's just, it was this weird right. little well, speed then we, bump we, of There's also happened. the part like, you know, where they're controlling the guy and then he's in he's in the room and he's deflected the, you know, the human ship and that's right. going to go towards the sun. Oh, right. By there the way, that whole those poor people, part. they're like, it could take them weeks to get to the sun, but they, there's yeah. nothing, they, they know they're going to die for like a week solid. Like there's nothing. Yeah, it's awful. Horrible. <laughs> really, really bad. <laughs> uh, anyway, there's just a weird thing for them to be like, all right, those guys are gone now and don't make reference to it again. Like we're not going to try yeah, to they, rescue they, and I was going to say, like, they, there's no, like, we can't fly the TARDIS into the ship and then take them. I guess at that, we don't have control of the TARDIS, right? So not, it's not, not like, like they, yeah, at this point in the story. Right. Uh, but yeah, that that's sort of just like, okay, they're all dead. They're all dead now. Those people. But the ending was, the ending was fine. And, I, and, and again, like, all of these earlier things were immediately into the next thing that's going to happen for for our next episode right well, uh, but it was cool i mean it, I, I i you know what were you going to say about the 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 floating away bit oh just just that it was it was just incredibly silly looking i mean i'm really glad that yeah. we got to see an actual filmed version instead of the animation for that because if it was the animation, it'd be like, oh, those animators were just freaking lazy. That was just dumb. But no, that's right. how it really no, was. That's how it was. That was the effect. Right. <laughs> well, the, the people want to get to the giant claw hand. I mean, that's where the money shot is, that we got claw it. coming. I don't know. That seems like it should be the underwater menace, but I don't know what, what's the next story that's going to have a giant crap The claw. mascara terror. All right. The well, that sounds terror. all right. The, are we the doing mascara that Eric, boys. Eric, what are we doing? Well, we'll save this. We'll save this. I don't, we'll save this. Eric. Eric, Eric, do you have anything else to talk about? Or do you want to see, hear what people thought? About? Well, I'll tell you this. Oh. I could tell you this uh, with uh, with utmost certainty. We're not doing the mascara terror okay, cool. because that one is completely missing. No, thank you. Uh, from what I know, no, the thanks. it's kind of a weird order, but people wanted us to do the underwater menace, which takes place before, before this, this one. one. Uh oh, which is half missing. So I'm assuming that means two exist and two don't. Unless it's a twelve. Based on my knowledge of the word half. Okay, it is a four part, uh, so that's 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 not so bad. Yeah. So I don't know if we're doing that one, which is weird. Why didn't we do that one and then do Moonbase? Because but that's on we us. We do not plan anything well. Yeah, we don't we don't plan. I uh, I'd be happy so to do I it. Let's 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 uh, let's see if we can get a a legitimate copy of that and uh we'll do it. Why not, man? 
All right. If we can find that, we'll we'll do it. And I think that would be it, right? I don't think there's any more that exist that, that are aren't more than more than half that are more than halfway animated. That are less than so. Animated, if there are, yes. yeah, yeah. If there are, let us know. Um, we'll try. We'll do our best to do Underwater Menace. Uh, if someone can help us out with that, know. if not, then we'll let you guys know, and we'll we'll plan to do the Cushing film, and yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do we'll, a live we'll find it. Super show. Yeah, as great as Macra Terror is, I don't want to do it because it's completely missing according no, to no, 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 Wikipedia. That's no fun, and That's there's no like fun. some really other fun. ones. Did people say to do? They wanted us to do. Um, what's the one that uh, the sea the sea devils? Did we do it? Or is that the one of the ones that people want us to do? Don't make me go look for my tweet again where I put all the names down. Find your tweet. Find we your tweet. We did do the Sea Devils. That was episode 107. Oh, we did it already. That was a long time ago. <laughs> Jesus, that was like... There was one ago. of them that's like the Sea... There's one of them like the Sea Devils the that C-Doo? people wanted us to do. The Sea News. The Sea News. Sea Dudes. Uh, yeah, so anyway, so we'll... Sea Dudes. Figure out how to do whatever. And <laughs> That's then... our promise to you. <laughs> figure out how to we'll do, do at least at least one more. Uh, hopefully within that time, if we you'll get... all have watched Suspiria. You can write in. We can talk about we'll it. We'll do a Suspiria podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm currently watching Inferno, which is the uh, follow-up, sort of, in ways. It's part of the Mother Trilogy. I'll let you all know what I think of that one uh, next time. But I know we had a number of people that wrote in, Dan, right? With with all sorts of commentary so on you're, this you're episode, watching, you're on watching the, the moon base. Tom Hanks movie, Inferno? Is that what you're... <laughs> no, oh. no. This is the... Uh, this is not... This is another uh, Dario Argento movie. Oh, I see. Um, not the Tom Hanks movie. Is there a Tom Hanks movie, Inferno? I bet there is, yeah, but it was, it's not it, that one. Yeah, you know, it was a, uh, I think, Ron Howard thingy, uh, like uh, Angels, Demons. Are you thinking of Bonfires, Bonfire of the Vanities? No, I'm not thinking of Bonfire of the Vanities. Oh? okay. Uh, not Backdraft. So Ron Howard did a Backdraft and an Inferno? That man has, he's got a, he's got a thing for fire. <laughs> Ice Warriors. That's the That's thing that the I was one. thinking of. Yes. That's the one people wanted us to do. That's the um, one no one's doing. I believe the Ice Warriors the Ice is Warriors. is six parts, but I think more than half of it is missing. Maybe I don't know. We'll we'll look into that one. Maybe that one we'll do as long as it's at least you know at least half real complete. Yes, less than half. Half or less animated. Okay, folks. Oh, I just looked it up. Uh, Episode two and three are missing. So you have one, four, five, and six. Whoa, six-parter. I didn't sign up for this. Sorry to to break that to you. No, thank you. Um, Uh Uh-uh. Okay. But I feel like the Ice Warriors is like... I don't know. You always hear about the Ice Warriors, well. We should do it. If we can can get our hands on it, we'll do it. If uh, if we can't, we'll uh, we'll just end it all. Eric, this uh, yeah. episode got a lot of reaction on the old Twitter machine. Um, and you were saying it got more reaction than usual, right? Much so, more. Uh, so this one, I, I mean, uh, it could have been, you know, we got some someone uh, just retweeted it that uh, you know, other people found it a lot easier. But that's how, that's how the algorithm works. But uh, Or people just really had strong feelings about it. But generally, uh, this is a well-regarded story. So Eric, uh, yes. listener Lucy McCall says... I really liked it. The Cybermen are creepy, and so is their virus. Mm-hmm. Finding out how it got there and who will be next is a good part of the mystery. Uh, good moments for Polly inventing her anti-Cyberman cocktail, and I love the invasion music. Uh, the Doctor has to work a bit to persuade the base people, as does Polly, but the team working together to save the day is really good. Also love the tea tray moment. So that's when they... Uh, Cybermen yeah. kind of broke the, the seal on the base, and they, they try to use a shirt wadded up shirt to stop the vacuum and that gets sucked <laughs> yeah, out the tea tray uh did the job so good job polly that is yeah excellent commentary too i, I agree with everything said there totally totally much. uh mester the magnificent says the best 60s cybermen story bar none often oh. often overshadowed by the inferior tomb and invasion okay now i like tomb of the cybermen a lot yeah um so i wouldn't know if i would say that was inferior to this but it is tomb. I le- tomb. I felt like it had more of that mythology, and the sets were more interesting. Yes. 
Like, the sets in this, because we're stuck in the moon base, were a bit boring. But purposeful because that tomb is very cool so you, yes, yeah, you have yeah. the void of space on the outside and you have the tight confines on the inside i think it worked for the story but yes it wasn't as interesting visually um i think tomb of the cybermen you know even from the beginning of when we started the show is like oh i know of that i've heard of that one before um you know yeah that was the way also, we did that that was one of the earliest ones we ever reviewed it really was way 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 back um but this one uh i like better than the others as well so anyway mm. um so uh, Mester goes on to say, cla uh, claustrophobic, eerie, and featuring the best Cybermen voices without that stupid burbling that makes parts of Tomb unwatchable. Uh, I would also say that makes Invasion. Or, uh, yeah, I can't remember Tomb other than the uh, set, set design. Yeah, same here. <laughs> we record it, then forget it. <laughs> um, and then Mester says, Troughton is perfect in this and loved it. Uh, Wandering Tiger says, this is my favorite. Which is great. I don't know. Favorite of okay. all time? Favorite Cyberman story? That's a that's a mm, favorite Patrick Trout story. Was we don't in know. Reply to these other uh, ones. I think it was the favorite Cyberman story is what Wandering Tiger was saying there. Um, so there's a little back and forth about people arguing about which is the best of the Cyberman stories on that little thread. So thank you folks for uh, having a little fun there. Um, Scimitar Edge Publishing, sure says. I really like this one. It never drags, and Polly is a great asset to it. The crew are recognizably normal people dealing with extremes, but in a way that keeps their essential characters. Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty good. I mean, I, I take your point. We said before that Ben doesn't really seem like there's a whole lot going on there. He just seems like just a regular everyday yeah, guy. Just, uh, right. There's not much to him. In this story, anyway. Whereas yeah. Jamie is such a strong person. I mean, maybe it's because I've spent so much more time with Jamie. He's yeah. a more interesting character. In this, he certainly, I would have said, is kind of boring because he's mostly in a bed. Talking yeah. about the Phantom Piper. We didn't talk about the Phantom Piper. The Phantom Piper. Enough. Like, does the Phantom Piper ever come back? Do they ever go to a planet of dreams in which the Phantom Piper becomes, uh, you know, made real? Corporeal? Uh, yeah, I don't something, know. Yeah, is the Phantom Piper an actual alien that was in the Highland, the Highlander or whatever it was? Right, the Highlander right, right, right. film. Was it could be the only one. Film? Yeah, and then Jamie has to cut off the head of the Phantom Piper. And he gets the quickening. Power. Yep, the yep. lightning goes right into Jamie. Oh, and his kilt goes it flying. Was, and yes, and then yeah. the, the, the guy comes in and just looks at Jamie and goes, it was your woman. And then they fight on top of the silver cup. Uh, yeah. That's one of my favorite about? Doctor Who stories that you just described. I love that one. <laughs> yeah, love okay. it. Okay, going back to Twitter, uh, Cliff, any voice going... Okay, any voice okay. work going? Cliff Chapman says, yeah, uh, that's a fun Twitter handle. Uh, really, really, really good, and a bit underrated, weirdly. The animation is the nearest we've got to being close enough to imagine the two episodes are back. I think Eric would beg to differ, but I actually I liked it a lot. Uh, the base crew are likable, and as usual, the Siren's plan might seem a little convoluted, but as horror, it works well. The base crew being likable, I think that was kind of your point, too, at the beginning. Eric is like... We didn't have the whole, like... I didn't the, think they had much of a personality, the base. But they weren't... It wasn't, like, intense... Except for the... Pre I guess you brought up, like, the French... The French ...character, yeah. and then... But then that's like, that's defined by their otherness. Is like, there's no, like... I don't know. There was no personality. No, not really. Any of them. No. But they weren't doing that whole, like... Spending two episodes fighting back and forth about you're really the bad guy, blah, blah, blah. Like, it, yeah. in the 10th planet, right. in, in the last one we did with the... the, the, the right, commander. it's a little bit in the beginning, and then there's there's a bit about, you know, he, at one point he's like, get get off get off my moon base. Right. Uh, I don't, And he's it like, all happened, I'm, I figured right. it out. You know, that kind right. of thing. But. Right, right, right. But it was fun. Um, Ed Watkinson says, I, I okay. love the Target novelization, but the TV version just didn't measure up to it. Always read the book, folks um let's see i just clicked to the wrong thing so that's gone there we go uh deb jones says love it two of my favorite speeches in all of doctor who the there is evil speech and have you searched in here oh yeah so the moment where they search they're like we searched the entire base we can't figure out where they where it's coming from where, where they could possibly be and the doctor's like did you search in this room that we're in right now and they're like well no because there's always people in here so i don't think they probably didn't and then they realize there's a cyberman hiding under a blanket it was the weirdest little uh, cliffhanger between episode two and three, where it's this, there's a big silver boot sticking out underneath a blanket, and it's like, oh, the Cyberman was in here all along. It was it was campy fun, um, uh, but it was it was done well. Anyway, that was great. Um, 
Debs goes on to say, uh, Polly was great, even though Jamie was an add-on. This is probably the most effective use of his background. Uh, the Phantom Piper made the Cybermen even more scary. Yeah, when Jamie wakes up and sees a Cyberman there and thinks is uh, it's the angel of death in front of him, poor guy. Uh, the stylish one says, the build-up to the Cybermen is done brilliantly, and when they arrive, they're an intimidating presence and large in scale. Troughton also really begins to hone in on not only his incarnation of the Doctor, but also the Doctor as a whole with his plans and speeches. I think we covered that, so we're, uh, we're pretty close to an agreement there. Uh, Darren Lodge says, uh, an underrated classic, a moon base under siege, a mystery, disease, Cybermen, the Gravitron, and the Doctor getting in the moon base personnel's way uh, and being swore at in French. What's not like to, oh, what's not to like? Oh, that, that moment when he's going around like trying to examine everything, he's like grabbing people's <laughs> shoes and whatever. That was, that was a good, that was a good. without I guess there, is, there are more of those moments than maybe I realized of because they're comedy. not distracting. They're not like yeah. they're not over the top and like ooh, but everything. Blah, that part that you really right. don't like about some of his later performances. It was just yeah, it was it was fun. Um, Count Wibley. Hey, we have royalty. Count oh. Wibley says um, it's great, but at the same time not great. Mm -hmm. oh. Okay, a very rough script, often dull direction and tatty visuals, but it's still very entertaining. Example: It swings from the darkest corners of the universe speech to, well, that's the Cybermen taken care of. Yeah, I mean, once they, like, zap them off the moon, it's like, all right, I guess that's <laughs> over. We'll never see them again. Right. Kind of, kind of silly. Uh, but it was fun. Uh, thank you for that. Um, uh, Dave Javu says, <laughs> I, I like that. Sorry, that, was, <laughs> that got me. Uh, Dave Javu says, I, I reread The Tenth Planet, and uh, this... And this last year, first time since childhood, and found this a far more tightly plotted read, a more logical plan than their predecessors that actually makes sense this time, too. All right, so he's talking about the novelization, right? I guess maybe, maybe there's more in the novelization than we see in this, right. because I don't get but it was fine. Uh, at least it wasn't complicated. It was straightforward, but we don't know why they were doing it. Scripted with drama, atmosphere, and scares in mind, effectively directed to... Um, goes on to say, uh, good point about the animation this really should have been the benchmark for future releases. Uh, let's see. Uh, Michael says that uh, they're rewatching a bunch of, of, of these stories and hasn't gotten there yet, but essentially it's like the 10th planet reads hold, but it's utterly memorable and may even be better. Troughton comes into his own as the doctor here. Everyone's kind of on the same page with uh, Troughton's performance here. Yeah, Boy, I, I told you there were a lot. Better than the 10th planet. I, I totally agree. There, is, there are a lot of responses here. Okay. Uh, Jason, a brand new Troughton, gone are the costumes and comedy accents. Uh, this is the new Doctor, silent and enigmatic until he takes over by force of will. Polly has a great role, and the novelization is one of the very best. People love the novelization. Uh, David Spooner says, love a Polly cocktail. Um, so that's, that's awesome. Um, JWC Review says, Sorry, I can't agree. Tomb is probably the greatest of all Cybermen's stories and possibly Troughton's greatest outing. The Moonbase is a great story, but it's not complete, unlike Tomb, which arguably has better characters. Only Troughton had a good Cyberman stories during his tenure. Should we go back and rewatch? Uh, I'm just kidding. Um, Paul Butler says, Fab story, some of the best animation of a missing adventure, real behind-the-sofa stuff, um, uh, the creepy corridors and the dimly lit rooms and everything. It was, it was pretty great. Uh, Lee Moon says, uh, sorry, I can't, can't agree with you. Oh, okay. This is the back and forth about which, uh, which of the Cyberman stories is the best. So there's a, there's a little bit of back and forth there, which is, uh, kind of fun to watch. Um, let's see. Uh, Maester comes back again and says, uh, as mentioned by another contributor to this conversation, the animatic reconstructions are superb and capture the mood and style of the surviving episodes more successfully than other reconstructions. When I watch the moon base, it feels like I'm watching the complete original. Eric, you agreed 100% with that, right? I mean, I don't have any issue with the animation it. per se. I just don't think it has the charm or the emoting that comes from a human acting performance. Right? Yeah, yeah, animation technology just isn't there yet. Miss um, Fiscully says, uh, love the movies. Yeah, animation technology. <laughs> just saying, until we get deep fakes animation, it's going to be a while. Miss uh, Fiscully says, love the moon base. 
uh, Kirby wire spacewalks really are good. Mm -hmm. Spacesuits admittedly could have used some work. Uh, to save costs, they build one main set for the moon base with smaller individual sets inside it. The set design was really good throughout. Uh, the Cybermen redesigned is the start of the look that we know and love today. The script, well, no, I don't know if we love it, but it is definitely much more trending towards the modern ones. Uh, scripts written before it was decided that Jamie would stay, resulting in Fraser spending a lot of time in sick bay, sadly. Uh, Patrick Trout that makes is, sense. Yeah. Yeah. Patrick Trout is a great, good, is a good, I'm sorry, I'm trying to read it. Uh, so has a good guest cast. Um, the animated constructions work well for me. Fingers crossed there'll be more in the future. I've seen clips of missing episodes where people have tested CGI and deepfake tech. There we go. Uh, it needs go. work, but one day more whole episodes could be produced that way. It makes me very excited. That would be pretty interesting. Um, so glad you did this. Love the pod. Really hope you'll be able to do more incomplete stories. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Uh, really appreciate that, uh, Ms. Fiscully. Uh, whose name is Dana. Thank you, Dana. Um, Paul Paranoid says, Dear guys, out of interest, this is the second Cyberman story, so we are literally seeing the design evolve sequentially this time. I suspect the 10th Planet costumes were deemed just too awkward for moving around. Uh, fan lore is that the Mondasians, I'm going to say it, whatever, the, the folks from Mondas were scientists, and these are the astronauts. Oh, sure. Headcanon is sure. fun. Uh, that's cool. Um, let's see. Hungry Pat, <laughs> hungry for Patrick Trout and Doctor Who. All right, uh, it all works <laughs> for me. Aside from the tomb, these are my, my favorite iterations of the Cybermen. And uh, yeah, I think that is. Uh, oh, last Taryn Woodby says, "Amazing story, love it, and the best animation of the entire range." Okay, sign. Okay, sign. Thumbs up. Explosion. Okay. Explosion. All right. So thank you for also you indulging go. us, letting us read uh, about a couple dozen uh, tweets there. Thank you, everybody, for jumping on that and having some conversations about this uh, story. Um, yeah, very informative. And I think we're yeah, all pretty so much next here. time, I guess we are set now. Uh, we've done a blood oath. Uh, I've cut myself, always in the palm, um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to do the Underwater Menace. So we got to figure out. Underwater it's on us to figure out. Underwater. Underwater, underwater. Menace. Uh, so we'll see what happened just before what we just watched. That'd be amazing. Let's just completely watch <laughs> these watch in the wrong back. order because we can't plan for shit. Uh, anyway, yeah, so thank we're you. Oh, underwater menace. We did have a we did have an email, of course. Uh, our friend Paul Paranoid says uh, it, it's the moon, but it's all about the base. The base. It's all about that base. Um, uh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's been eight years, 145 <laughs> episodes. What a story to go out on. Uh, the moon is rendered in glorious black and white. A lunar base, surprisingly agile Cyberman uh, when getting off a gurney. When he popped off of the and pulled the blanket away, like he literally almost fell and or knocked that gurney over. But they kept going because they're professionals. Um, it's also technically the first Doctor Who story to feature the Cyberman design we're most familiar with, um, albeit with handy built-in pit helmets. And in no way contradicts the story that REM were right. Uh, there really is uh, nothing to see up there. I see. It's a Man on the Moon reference. Gotcha. Uh, all around fabulous addition to season four. Also a great way to end the Doctor Who stories shows uh, Gloria's eight-year run. Uh, but of course, we're going to keep going uh, as long as we can get her hands on uh, the next story we're going to do. So again, thank you, everyone, for listening. Uh, thank you for your responses. Thank you really, all. Really appreciate that. If you want to get in touch with us, you can reach us on Twitter at TODW Show, also on uh, Instagram at the same. You can send us an email at theolddoctorwhoshow at gmail.com, and you can visit our site, theolddoctorwhoshow.com, to see all of the Lots of stuff there Not in the back catalog. So um, get on that. Eric, okay. anything else? Are we, uh, are we done? Uh, no, I think we're done, Dan. I got to go find. We got to go find those uh, underwaters, underwater episodes, and uh, get to watching. Sounds good. We'll see everybody in three weeks. See you soon. Yay. Bye. Bye. Uh, so my thing, my stupid thing, switched back to my camera on its own. Yeah, I and noticed. It stopped. I know it yeah. stopped my recording. So, but I, I did, as a failsafe, also did a video recording of this. So I have to do so much editing. I have to, like...
take that audio and full stop and then switch to the well, video. It's going to be a different quality. I noticed that your video went out, so I didn't actually throw to you for anything because I wasn't sure if you were actually even still there. So I don't yeah. think you really missed much of anything. Um, okay. So, yeah, it seemed like it was all right. All right. All right. I'm all right, going buddy. to export this. Thanks, buddy. Hope it's all worked out. Whatever.